Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are talking District 3 activities week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Banny joined, as always, by Logan Green. What's going on, Logan? Hey, Brandon. Well, I got to order the bear, I guess. <laughs> I've got to order the bear. Um did, did you watch the whole game, Brandon? Yes, I did. I stayed up late and uh, watched it. I was actually in, so normally I, I live in the Pacific time zone now, but I was back home in Montana in the mountain time zone. So that game didn't get over till. Yeah, you know, it was late. Close to midnight. Man, right? I, I tell you what, I don't, I, you know, you could tell maybe it was a game that I think you play it 10 times and Idaho might win it seven out of 10 or something like that, but they, they weren't, I don't think that Montana has been there. And I think maybe that was the difference, right? They've been in a big game. They've been in that situation and, and that's a new to a lot of these guys uh, for the Vandals. And maybe that, maybe that spotlight, because they had so many chances. You throw an interception in the end zone, uh, kick a field goal instead of going for it on fourth down. And, um, and we can argue all day about that guy being about Hayden Hatton being offsides on that uh, on that uh, onside kick all we want. But I just don't know why you call that in that situation. Like his body might have been leaning over, but his feet were behind the line. I don't know. But yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's tough for sure. So for those that need a refresher last week. On oh, yes, yes. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Last week on the prep cast, Logan and I made a wager on the Montana versus Idaho college football game. Logan, a proud alum of the University of Idaho. I went to University of Montana for a year, but my fandom extends far beyond that. Okay, I've, yeah. I've gone to, uh, geez, I don't even know, probably 40 Grizz games in my lifetime. Uh, so uh, we bet on the game. Uh, you showed off your little Joe Vandal plushie, which was pretty cool looking. And so I said, okay, that's the bet. If Montana wins, you've got to buy a Monty Montana bear plushie. And if Idaho wins, then I will buy the same Joe Vandal plushie that you've got, Logan. So I'm eagerly awaiting uh, when yeah. Monty arrives at your house. <laughs> when he arrives, he will make a present, uh, his, an appearance. Um, <laughs> but it was a really good game. Montana got out what 20 to zero. Yeah. Um, and then Idaho came all the way back. It was 23, 21 Idaho recovered an onside kick, but they said, that Hayden Hatton, who recovered the kick, was offside. That was a great play, though. I don't think I've seen an onside kick in that way, like where he was, it went, it bounced over everybody, and he just kind of snuck behind everybody and recovered it. I know they got the ball back even after that and then fumble it away with 40 seconds left. So you had to be sweating there at the end when the Vandals got the ball back on that fourth down. Um, yeah. But anyways... Montana wins. I owe Brandon a, or a, I got to have the bear come with me for a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was in one last story, and then we'll get into what we're actually talking about here on the Treasure Valley. When I was in high school, Logan, uh, Capital One used to have the national mascot competition for college football. They would name the the mascot yeah. of the year, and like it was either the very first one or like one of the first ones they did. It was won by Monty, the Montana Bear. He went and and oh nice won the Capital One national mascot competition. That guy, the guy that was inside the suit, went on to become Benny the Bull. 
for the Chicago Bulls in the NBA. So it was pretty, oh, pretty wow. big deal. <laughs> Man. Another good one is the BYU mascot. That guy does everything. He's a, he's a, he's a pro. What's his Cosmo? That's his name. Yeah. But yeah, though, that's awesome. Did he beat out? I think I remember that. It was in the Western Kentucky red blob somewhere in the. Yeah. For that. And I, I think it was him versus the Oregon duck for the, for the final. And he beat, he edged him out. So it was like a fan vote thing. I think. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good for them. Yeah, pretty legit. So uh, more things that are legit, Logan, postseason soccer. We did a pretty legit preview show. Uh, myself yeah. and Christian Wiener, we broke down all of the brackets, 5A through 3A, girls and boys. We highlighted key matchups, players to watch, coaching info, really a deep dive into all of the state soccer info. Uh, you will be seeing that special preview show in your podcast feed if you are subscribing audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Um, if you are watching on the video side um, on the idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, we're going to chop up the previews in, into segments. So we're going to have a 5A preview, a 4A preview, and a 3A preview all on their own. But that is where you're going to get all your soccer info this week, Logan, because there's so much volleyball and football going on. We figured it would be better to give soccer its own spotlight with state approaching. But spoiler alert, Treasure Valley uh, heavily favored in most yeah. events. Yeah, I mean, you saw again. We can hit it briefly, but five A didn't both games go Treasure Valley's way in the play-in? Like the, the the Treasure Valley just had a clean sweep of everything, at least at the five A. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of a lot of good stuff to see from the Treasure Valley. At least at least at the five A, three A girls should be interesting. Um, with with Homedale winning that, I guess they should get a shout out right for that. The Homedale girls. Um, taking that but uh, again just watch Brandon and Christian's preview show for all the in-depth soccer stuff definitely all right well let's switch gears to postseason volleyball then Logan and again if you're watching this video on idahosports.com's YouTube channel or Facebook page I'm going to share my screen you'll be able to see the brackets up on your screen if you're listening audio only it's all good we got the volleyball district brackets on the home page at idahosports.com you can follow along that way let's start with uh like bids that have actually already been clinched logan and we will start with the 2a western idaho conference where it's it's all decided they kind of finished everything up on tuesday night uh in the district championship it was number one melba in a sweep over number two cold valley christian three nothing both of those teams advanced to state and then nampa christian the three seed beats number five new plymouth three nothing in the third place match and Napa Christian will now face the second-place team from up north in a state tournament play-in match. Um, that's probably going to be either Kellogg or St. Mary's. So it'll be a tough matchup, but I think Napa Christian could become the third team to get the state from this bracket. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, the top two there and then another play-in game. And if we saw anything uh, over the last weekend, right, and with play-in games that, it, it, it looks pretty good for the Treasure Valley when you know when our guys from District Three or our, our gals from District Three have gone out to play other districts. They've they've come back with wins, and I mean that's extended into a lot of sports, even football, right? Where the Treasure Valley's just done very well overall this year. 
Yeah, it was funny. For most of the season, Cole Valley Christian was ranked either one or two in the coaches poll, and Melba was kind of lurking. And then Melba beat Cole Valley twice in the regular season here in the district championship. And they, you know, they're not as as stacked as they've been in in recent years on this uh, great run of theirs, but they still have some really dynamic athletes led by Ellis Dosich and others. So congratulations to Melba and Cole Valley Christian and good luck to Nampa Christian in the play in match as well. All right, Logan, uh, more bids have been wrapped up at the 5A level, District 3, Southern Idaho Conference. Um, the district championship match is taking place Wednesday, October 18th, 7 o'clock. It's number one versus number two, Eagle versus Hawaii. Now, both teams already advancing to state, um, but the loser of this will have to turn around and play somebody for third place. It's really semantics because the third place team will also qualify right. for state. There are four auto bids from this tournament i think of more interest are the two consolation matchups here uh you've got number three timberline versus number five mountain view uh wednesday in a in a consolation battle and then number four rocky mountain versus number six middleton so the winners of those two matches mountain view timberline and rocky middleton will automatically qualify for state the losers of those two matchups will have to fight their way in via state play-in matches. And it's been, I mean, that's a great spot for Middleton. I mean, it's been a long time since they've been to state for volleyball. I mean, I off the top of my head, maybe you know, I mean, this would be their first ticket at the 5A level, right? Um, but I think it's been a few years at 4A since they've been. So that would be big for them. I mean, really, a win away for them, really, right? Whether it's a win here or a win in the play-in game. Um, but man, there's a lot of good volleyball all around the state. It's going to be tough for one of those playing games, potentially, uh, wherever it is that you play. But I mean, all went to, to chalk, right. With the one and two with the Eagle and Hawaii making their way into the championship game. That's tonight, Wednesday night. Um, we'll see who comes away there. Yeah. And it did surprise me that everything's been chalked so far only because the league was, was pretty feisty during the regular season and everybody was kind of beaten up on each other, but everything has kind of stayed according to seed here. Big picture. I think Eagles got a great chance to go to state and, and win, win the thing this year, you know, Madison uh, will be tough, but they lost a lot uh, to graduation and post falls from the North will be tough. But I, I think this Eagle team and I think Timberline kind of very quietly is playing very well right now as well. Uh, Lindsay Togi Ayafuk on this week's edition of keeping up with the kill, our weekly volleyball column. She kind of spotlighted Timberline. They've got 10 seniors led by Allie Cox, who's going to uh, division one university of the Pacific in California, where her mom also played college volleyball so i don't know keep an eye on timberline as well and of course why he very talented also good luck to all the teams that are competing there yeah. in the 5a sic all right now we go to the more unsettled brackets let's start with 4a district 3 logan district championship is thursday night october 19th number one versus number two skyview and columbia the winner will advance to state the loser will have to play whoever survives on that back half of the bracket um, because there are only two bids available to state from this district this year in loser out matchups on wednesday you've got number three ridgeview against number six valley view and number four, Bishop Kelly against number five, Caldwell. Those are both rematches from the opening round. Both Ridgeview and BK swept three, nothing. My question to you is who challenges? Because Skyview, I think, will win the district. Yes. I, I don't need to step Sharpie. out of <laughs> <Sharpie>. <laughs> right? Um, 
but who who ends up challenging Columbia for that second spot to state? I mean, I mean, you look at, you know, Ridgeview did take a set from them, right, in the semifinal matchups, and I think if anybody can, it's probably Ridgeview. I know that's the easy answer, right, the three seed. Um, but, you know, they, they got it done, at least in a small way, uh, in that semifinal on Monday. And so you got to think, you know, a team that, that has done it, that can do it. I think that shows, uh, you know, getting beat. I, I really think there's a big difference in a 3-0 and a 3-1 victory. Obviously, a 3-2 is definitely, you know, you came down to the very end. But a 3-1, you know, they, they were there. They were able to take a full set. You know, you can do it once, you can do it again. Um, and, and so I think if anybody, it would be Ridgeview, that Ridgeview maybe could come in there and get it done. Yeah, and I, I'm inclined to agree. I think Ridgeview is probably the call there um, as well. And I, I really do think it's going to be Columbia that ends up taking that second spot to state along with Skyview, which is exciting for the Wildcats. Uh, good time to be a Columbia cat for sure. All right, let, let's go to 3A District 3, Logan. District Championship is Thursday night. I guess we could have included this in the mostly wrapped up portion of the show because you've got Number one, McCall Donnelly versus number three, Fruitland in the district championship. Both of those teams advanced to state. There are two and a half bids available from the league this year. So congrats to the Vandals and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are the defending 3A runners up, right? They got all the way to the championship yeah. against Kimberly last year and lost. Um, and meanwhile, on the back half of the bracket, Thursday night in Weezer, you have Weezer, the two seed, taking on Parma, the four seed. The winner of that will take third and have a chance to advance to state via the play-in match. How do you think that third third place battle goes? Yeah, you know, Weezer looks good. You know, I, you know, Weezer did fall in that semifinal game to Fruitland. I mean, Fruitland won 3-0 like you see there, but you know, I like Weezer there to come through um, and get that third place, third place bid. Um, yeah. But oh, Brandon, can I take a step back really quick? Sorry. Yeah. Four A. We were just talking about it. I mean, Ridgeview is the only team besides Skyview to beat Columbia this year. So Columbia had a couple of losses on the year. They lost twice to Skyview, and then they had one loss back on September 26 to Ridgeview. So if anybody can do it, I think it would be Ridgeview. So we're just I'm just backing up my point there. Um, <laughs> just wanted to fill that in for context, but. I would go back to the three. I, I mean, I think that uh, I think that that Weezer um, usually maybe you have a hiccup like you did there in the semifinals, but I think you come out angry after that and you get the job done after that. Yeah, so I I do think it's going to be Weezer uh, uh, with the win over Parma as well. Um, but Parma, you know, Parma's no that, that's a good four seed uh, with yes, Parma I'm there. And they traditionally are very good, obviously in volleyball, and 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 may like to make runs. So that's a tough matchup there at the end. That's too bad that one of them will not be going. Um, but at least it's you've got your top four right that are that are still alive. And I think that's somebody's just not gonna go, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but your your best teams are there with an opportunity. This league was wild this year, Logan. Uh, McCall, Donnelly, Weezer, and Fruitland all went eight and two. <laughs> in league play they all kind of beat each other um, yeah. very evenly matched top three uh so good luck to weezer good luck to parma congrats to mccall donnelly and fruitland for already advancing to state the winner of the weezer parma matchup will play the second place team from district four um that is looking like it might be gooding 
um, possibly Filer. Uh, either way, I think it's a good opportunity. I think District 3 gets three teams into state for Class 3A volleyball for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, oh, even oh, go ahead. you look at the schedule for Parma, I mean, they in conference play, they only lost to Weezer, McCall Donnelly, Fruitland, right? So they, yeah. they didn't have a quote bad <laughs> loss. And in one of those matchups with McCall Donnelly on September 28th, it was 3 2. So they were right there in that one. So, like you said, I like them to to go on if they're not able to beat Weezer to go on and and, and show up well in the state in that state play in game. Yes, uh, definitely. So, all right, let's go to the one A D one Western Idaho Conference. Logan, this was the very first tournament to get started. It was all the way back uh, a week ago on Monday. We this was the only bracket we broke down last week, Logan. Well, we've advanced the ball here. Uh, we have a district championship matchup Wednesday, uh, October eighteenth at Marcine High School. Number one, Greenleaf Friends. Number two, Liberty Charter. All chalk there. Both teams uh, have qualified for state. So congratulations to the Grizzlies and the Patriots. On the backside of the bracket, Victory Charter, the number three seed, will play to be determined. We're still trying to find out who won between number four, Rimrock, and number six, Riverstone, last night, Logan. But whoever takes third place from this district will have a chance to fight their way to state via a play-in match. But... I'll be honest, they have to play the district champion from up north. Uh, that's going to be Wallace, and that is going to be very difficult for uh, whoever that t- third team is from District yeah. 3. Yeah, having a third-place team have to go up against a district champion, that's going to be tough no matter the sport, right? You've got somebody that's the best and where they're at and somebody that's third. It's always going to be tough, but especially for that. Yeah, for sure. I I'm I'm leaning towards uh, Riverstone won this matchup only because I looked at Rimrock's like uh, calendar of activities for the day and they didn't have volleyball listed on there. But again, uh, still waiting to hear. I've got some feelers out on what that final score was. There's a lot of volleyball this time of year. I mean, a lot of a lot of multiple matches on the same night. That's like, well, if this team wins, they turn around and play right away again. So it's it's be patient with us. It's a little murky sometimes getting every single district volleyball score in, but congrats again to Greenlay friends and Liberty charter for already advancing to state. All right, Logan one AD two long pin conference. This tournament hasn't even started yet. It all starts tonight, Wednesday, right. October 18th. Uh, Horseshoe bend is the one council is the two. They both get buys. Um, Horseshoe bend will play the winner of number four, tri Valley and number five cascade. Council will get the winner of number three, Garden Valley, and number six, Salmon River. Uh, the These first two games tonight, Logan, are do or die, single elimination. So Tri-Valley or Garden Valley, one slip up, and they're Dunsky. Um, who do you think survives those opening round matchups, and how do you think this tournament could play out overall? I mean, I'm just going to go four and three, right? Tri-Valley, Garden Valley, uh, Tri-Valley obviously won a state championship not that long ago. Um, still kind of got there in their system, so to say. I think that they're able to go and get it done. The same with Garden Valley. Um, very good team. But, man, once you get past that, I like your one and your two through Horseshoe Bend and Council to make runs to the final. And then uh, I know this is a very vanilla predictions, but it is what it is. Horseshoe Bend, um, I think, comes away with it. They are one of the best teams in the state not just 1A Division 2, 2A, 3A, you know, they're a good 
team that would beat a lot of teams on their schedule, even up to the 5A level, right? Then they beat a 5A team last year. Uh, you know, they 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 can get it done. They can hang with the big dogs, uh, Horseshoe Bend. I like the Mustangs to come away with another district championship this year. Yeah, they are so tough, man. And really, the other big story in 1A D2 volleyball this year is over in the eastern part of the state, Logan, Grace Lutheran is undefeated. They are 21 and 0. They just won their district championship last night over Mackey. Um, they're one of the really good feel-good stories of the year, Logan. Uh, they only have seven players. So it's literally one one girl on the bench, six on the yep. floor, and they're 21 and 0. Um, now when they get to state, you know, we'll we'll see how good they are against the likes of a council or even a horseshoe bend. But that's kind of the other story going on and won a D2 volleyball this year. Yeah, it's always fun to see things like that, right? Where you've only got – and uh, Salmon River was like that a couple years ago. They they had they had six – they had six players. They had – that was it. And then they, they all went and played basketball. So they had they had no subs in volleyball and then one in basketball. But somehow they like were, were – I don't think they went to state that year, but they were knocking on the door. Um, so it's always cool to see those stories floating around out there. Definitely. So that is what's going on in district volleyball. And next week, Logan, we will be doing another standalone special. Lindsay Togi Ayafuk and myself will be previewing all of the state volleyball tournaments. Uh, it's a, it'll be our volleyball uh, state tournament preview special next week on IdahoSports.com. So be on the lookout for that as state volleyball is next week, Logan. Are you ready for yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that uh, soccer is this weekend. Tomorrow, state soccer kicks off. Volleyball next week, um, as well as state football gets going next week. There's already, I mean, right here in the Treasure Valley, I'm sure we were going to get into it, but there, there's play-in games right in the SIC uh, where you're in. If you win on Friday night and if you lose, you sweat it out, but more than likely not because there's only that one at-large bid. Uh, so lots of – every game counts for everyone – going forward after, uh, you know, starting this weekend, really. Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, football talk, bracketology post. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, we'll probably be up on the website at idahosports.com. Just waiting on a couple of clarifications on some tiebreakers. Um, but let's start at 5A, where this is the week. We've got the SIC cross-divisional playoff games. Uh, first of all, the SIC championship, Eagle versus Meridian. Both teams already advanced to, to the playoffs. Both teams will get first-round buys. It's simply a matter of where do you end up on the bracket. Um, if it's me, I want to avoid Highland for as long as possible. That's just my opinion on it. But um, Eagle won the first matchup 36-33. We will have audio uh, broadcast of this game on IdahoSports.com Friday night. How do you think this rematch goes? Oof. I've gone back and forth on this one, Brandon, because I think um, I always get to mix up the foothills. Which who which one is the Eagle in? Is that the foothills or the rivers? The, the I never the river division. Okay, so Eagle. so Eagles and I think the river division overall is better than the foothills division. I think you get down to the bottom. Um, CUNA probably, and, and I think a lot of people's minds, I think, you know, they probably should have beat Hawaii a couple weeks ago on that game. Hawaii scored on a fourth down play. There was a, a 
there was a call in earlier in that drive for a Hawaii that I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure should have been thrown, but that's just my opinion. I think Cuna is playing really well right now. And so I think, you know, top to bottom, that side's better. And so, so I think that I like Eagle from that point of view that, right. That they've had the tougher schedule during the year that they've been more prepared for that. Um, but at the same time, Eagle is just gelling or, or Meridian, excuse me. They have, they're in the groove right now. Um, they're not necessarily blowing the brakes off of anybody, um, but they're doing what they need to win. And that is just as good as anything, right? They, they beat Highland on the road. And I don't know if anybody has a better win than that this year. Uh, besides, how Eagle beat Meridian earlier this year, right? Um, and, and, you know, Meridian did lose a game to Mountain View. That was a different Mountain View team that they played early in the season than it is right now. That Mountain View team's had a lot of injuries, unfortunately, a totally different team than they are right now than than they were back in, in August. Um, and so you look at that game, though, it was extra points that decided the game, right? Meridian missed an extra point. Um, and then they went for two to try to catch up and they didn't get it. And then Eagle went for two on one. So that's your three points. Um, both teams scored five touchdowns. So in the field of play, they were, they were even right. It came down to the extra points. And so I don't, you know, both teams are different than they were a few, you know, that was a week zero game. So both teams are different than they were, um, and I know Meridian probably had the quote easier schedule with some of their, their bottom teams that they had to play, but they did go on the road and beat uh, Highland and that's very hard to do. Um, so I don't know if I, you know, we have our pick six that comes out every week um, on that. You will see me with a yellow M beside my name. I'm taking Meridian in this one. Uh, it's a very tough choice. I flip-flopped a lot, but I'm going to go with the Warriors to get it done in this one on Friday. Yeah, be on the lookout for that pick six uh, on social media. All the IdahoSports.com prep casters make their picks. Uh, six games, one from each classification every week. I also picked Meridian for the pick six this week, so that's probably the kiss of death. <laughs> we'll see, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we both are doing very well. I mean, uh, um, we're... I I went undefeated my first week, so you wanted Logan Green to pick your team um, in that. But uh, you know, it, it should it, it's just fun to see how everybody shakes out. Everybody's pretty close in those standings, but uh, yeah, be sure to look for it. We pick one game from each classification every week. Try to pick what is either the best game or involves the best teams, or maybe just has the most unpredictable result um, in that. Because three A can be a little difficult because. 3A is you're either really good or you're you're just not not unfortunately that's just the way it is so sometimes you have to pick one of those that that's in the middle but yeah be sure to check out the pick six this week we'll probably release that once scott finally gives me his picks <laughs> right um so uh this sic championship game there's a lot on the line the winner uh, so the way the, the 5A bracket works this year, Logan, uh, of course, the champion from the East and the champion from the North, along with these two teams, Meridian and Eagle, all get first round buys. Highland is already locked in as the East champ. They cannot, even if they lose, they cannot finish lower than first. And Coeur d'Alene with a win on Friday over Lewiston would clinch the North title there. So here's how the bracket looks in terms of the semifinals. Top is Highland. Then it's the second place team from the SIC. Um, and then you've got 
the third, the uh, winner from the SIC and then the champion from the North. So the winner of this SIC championship game gets to host a team from the North, theoretically, for the semifinals. Whoever loses this SIC championship game has to travel to Highland. And so I, I definitely want to win not only to yes. get that that home game for the semis, but to avoid Highland also. Yes, and and you just never know over there, right? They could be playing it in Holt Arena, so then you know maybe that negates anything, and now you're on the turf in the dome. But you do not. Highland is ready for that. They would love to play outside in mid to late November in Pocatello, and they're ready for that. When a Treasure Valley team is going to have to go over there and be like, "Well, I haven't worn a jacket this year, and I got to go over here and play." It's it's going to be below freezing. I mean, this next week, I've already looked at the weather forecast over there. First round of the playoffs. If you're in East Idaho, that game is is going to be around 24 degrees at kickoff. It's going to be cold already, and I, that might not bode well for Treasure Valley teams. Yeah. Can so you definitely, really- if you can be at home, you want to be at home. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let's talk about the rest of the SIC cross-divisional matchups, Logan. It's uh, the River Division, the Foothills Division, two versus six, three versus five, and then the two fours play each other. So here are the official matchups, Logan. We have Boise, two from the River, versus Centennial, six from the Foothills. Owyhee, River, three, versus Timberline, Foothills, five. Mountain View River four versus Capital Foothills four, Middleton Foothills three versus Bora River five, Rocky Mountain Foothills two versus Cuna River six. Just tell me if you agree. I think we both like Boise over Centennial. Yes. Yes. We both like Owyhee over Timberline. Yes. Yes. We both like Mountain View over Capital. Yes. Yes. Those are the easy ones, I think. Yes, that is <laughs> the 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 other two are are questionable. Yes, so we talked about it this year. The River Division was a lot stronger than the Foothills Division to the point where, yeah, Mountain View and Capital are contemporaries in fourth place, but yeah, Capital went like two and six. <laughs> Mountain View is good. Uh, so so let's talk about the two that I think are the most intriguing. Let's start with Rocky Mountain, the two from the Foothills versus Cuna, the six from the River. I only bring it up because Cuna went out and beat Boise last week. Now I'm still not convinced that Boise is ready, like like a Mountain View, like a more seasoned team, like a Rocky Mountain. But Cuna did beat Boise last year. Didn't do anything to improve their standing except give them a little confidence. Um, and Rocky Mountain plays great defense, but at times the offense struggles to score. Yeah, and and I Cuna is they're just. They're just tough. They're gritty. And that's what I would worry about is that they they did it last year, right? They beat Middleton in one of those crossover games. And CUNA is just a team that that can get it done. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I thought they should have beat Hawaii in that game. I think they look back at it and they wish they could play that final drive again. And, you know, it just Hawaii had everything go right and just, just game inches, right? Um, and CUNA was just – they were just right there. Um, and I think they've lurked around all season to where they they could sneak up and pull an upset. I think they have the – I'm not saying they are going to beat Rocky Mountain. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that they are sneaky enough where they could they could get it done. Um, yeah, they've had some some kind of brutal losses in there. They lost to Eagle 34-6, to to Bora 35-7, uh, Mountain View 52-5. to 15 but 
I think the last two weeks have shown us what CUNA has thought they were all year, that they are right there and that they're going to give you a tough game. I, I lean Rocky in this game. If I had if you made, made me make a pick, I would pick Rocky Mountain, but I don't think it's going to be that easy for the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's going to be a tough out for sure. Uh, CUNA, Austin Latimer has been balling out, rushed for over 400 yards last week in that win over Boise. And now let's talk about the other intriguing matchup here, Middleton hosting Bora. This is a game that we will be broadcasting Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Live, free video coverage. It should be a great battle. Essentially, it boils down to this, Logan. The winner, of course, will get an auto bid. The loser, I think, still gets the at-large bid, provided Rigby doesn't stub their toe against Madison and or Coeur d'Alene doesn't have to yes. take in at large bid. Those are the two teams that are currently ranked ahead of both Bora and Middleton. Bora and Middleton are right by each other in the max preps rankings. The at-large bid goes to uh, the, the team with the best max preps ranking that didn't get an auto bid. And so what you need is you need Rigby to beat Madison. You need Coeur d'Alene to beat Lewiston. And then it doesn't really matter between Bora yeah. and Middleton. You're in no matter what. And, I, and I've had two or three different Middleton people call me this week and say, <laughs> What, what, tell me what happens here. What happens if we lose? Um, just saying what happened? Like, give me the scenario. And that's exactly what I told him. I said, you want Rigby, you want Rigby to win. And then that is safe. But Madison, you know, Madison, I think is like 14 or 15 in the ranking max preps. And um, Rigby is just, I think Middleton is 10. Um, Bora is 11 and Rigby's nine. Rigby is not that far ahead of these teams. If Madison were to beat Rigby, do they fall two spots? Does, does Madison, you know, who knows? That's where we don't know what's going to happen with that formula and how that factors into it. Um, And, you know, Middleton Bora, you've got, you're playing a team just one spot below or above you. And that's probably not going to swing the dial too much. But losing to a team four or five spots below you might bump you down. That's just don't know. I don't know. And the safe thing is, though, if if Madison were to lose, right? And the safest thing is to just win and you're in. Um, but I don't think a loss here drops you a ton. I think you stay right around that mark um, that you're at right now, and then you just have to sweat it out and hope that everything goes your way. But on paper, it seems like things should go people's way. But Madison played tough with Highland a couple weeks ago. Um, and so, and it's just never given in that game, right? When, when Madison and Rigby play, weird things happen. Um, and that's just, there's just no guarantee. Madison did beat Rigby two years ago. Um, so, I mean, it, it yeah, it, it's, it's certainly not a guarantee. So, um, but obviously the easiest path is win and you're in no matter what. So that'll be the most intriguing matchup, Bora and Middleton. And you'll be on the call for that, Logan. Yeah. And you know, I think personally that Middleton probably wins this if they don't make dumb mistakes. Uh, it is what it is. I have seen them play a couple times this year, and sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot. Last week, quarterback cash weeks in a game that was over. It didn't. It did. Obviously, they they beat Centennial by multiple scores in a game that didn't matter. Weeks rolled out of the pocket to the far to to the right side and was looking for a receiver downfield. I believe it was Blake Bishop, and he was double covered. You do not throw that ball. You don't throw the ball. Um, just pick up two or three yards. Pick up no yards. But instead, he threw it, and it got intercepted. 
it hung up in the air for a little bit and it got picked off. And, and we've seen that from them this year where they fumble a ball. They shouldn't, they throw that, that pass. You don't need to throw that. Just, just run out of bounds. Just play second down. Don't throw that. And, and you know, um, and so, and, and from my view, I think that a lot of times they only lost to Meridian by what, two, three, I think it was 21, 23, something like that. Rocky Mountain was a week zero game for Middleton, and they were right in that game, uh, lost by by ten. And those are the only two losses that Middleton has this year. And I think they're a they're a dangerous team um, that they can get a win, but they can't make mistakes. Sometimes they play down to who they're playing. Right, the Thunder Ridge was leading them in the second quarter. They ended up winning that game by a lot, but you know what? Mistakes let a team hang around that shouldn't have been hanging around, so to say, and. If you make those mistakes, you can't make those against Bora, right? Bora is good, and Bora will make you pay for them. Um, so that's my opinion of how that game goes. I think if Middleton doesn't make any mistakes, they probably get the job done. Um, but they are prone to making those mistakes. Yeah, it'll be an interesting battle. And, of course, the other caveat I should mention is should Boise, Hawaii, Mountain View, or Rocky Mountain be upset in their cross-provisional yeah. game, those teams would all steal the bid. In order, it would go uh, Mountain View, Boise, Hawaii, and then Rocky. So so if you're a Middleton fan or a Bora fan, you also need all the other SIC favorites to win um, right. as well. So that's the... No upsets. Caveat. You're hoping for no upsets this weekend. <laughs> Jock City, baby. <laughs> yeah, because if, if CUNA... Pulls that upset over Rocky, that throws everything out the window. It that does. that means you got to win, and that's it, because Rocky would get that bid. Yep. So a lot to play for there. All right, District Four. Uh, here's where we're at. Bishop Kelly plays Skyview for basically the district championship. Doesn't really matter. Both teams will be top eight seeds. I guess. I yeah. guess for Bishop Kelly, they're playing for a top two seed. They're currently number two, um, and then also. Emmett is projected to make the the field and Columbia would be the first team out. And I just don't think there's enough time for Columbia to catch Burley for that final playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and unfortunately just a lot of four ASIC schools down there at the bottom. It just, it is what it is. And, and Burley's Burley's, you know, been through a little bit of troubles as they've gone throughout the year. But they've also played probably a much tougher schedule when you look at it on paper. They do have a win, a big, huge win over Valley View, which is probably also factoring in there. Um, I think that that is the tall tale differential, right? That when they played Valley View, they beat Valley View by quite a bit. And and the rest of those teams are kind of down hanging out around that area. And I think I think they would have their way. Um, Burley would. Yeah, for sure. Um, 3A, Logan, Homedale, Weezer, McCall, Donnelly, Fruitland, all pretty safely in at this point. The question is, okay, in what order do they finish? Because incredibly enough, nothing has actually been officially decided yet. Homedale plays McCall, Donnelly on Friday. Fruitland plays Weezer. We could see uh, a three-way tie for first if McCall were to knock off Homedale and Weezer beats Fruitland. Um, they'd all be three and one. We could also see a tie for second if Homedale were to win and Fruitland were to spring the upset over Weezer. So the last time, two years ago, there was a three-way tie. It went to a Kansas City tiebreaker. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think they would have to utilize that just to determine 
the conference champion because the conference champ gets a top five seed automatically. And if it's Homedale, they're ranked high enough where the top two overall seeds also get a first round buy. Um, obviously, if Homedale lost, they might be out of the running for that buy, but you would still have to sort out who your conference champ is to figure out who gets that top five seed. But otherwise, it's kind of all semantics. Yeah, I mean, McCall Donnelly played Weezer tough, and then Weezer played Homedale tough. So I don't think Homedale is going to go up to McCall this weekend and just just roll them. But I do, I do think they'll win that game. Um, but it might be closer than we ex- than than people expect. But I mean, it's going to be a big weekend, right? Um, because I think last time I looked was Weezer was not third um, in those max preps rankings. Um, they were fourth. Um, I don't know if you have that up there right in front of you, Brandon, but, um, yep, they, fourth they're, they're actually, actually, um, actually fifth. Sorry. Yeah. Cause I think Teton and Kimberly were above them. So if you finished fifth, um, you, you know, it doesn't really matter for that first round game. I think you'd be at home. Um, but then potentially, and you know, you get to the, the quarterfinals and you're fifth instead of fourth and you're, you're looking at a trip to, to Teton or, or Kimberly instead of being at home. So that's a big deal. Um, yeah. So, so a lot, a lot left to play for here in the final week of the regular season. And if McCall Donnelly were to knock off Homedale, I mean, you would assume the Vandals would rise in the rankings yeah. a bit as well. They're currently sixth. So there is still a lot to play for in the class three, a ranks a lot to play for in class two, a as well, Logan, where you have the uh, de facto Western Idaho conference championship, not the de facto it is um, Melba will play Napa Christian. They're both three and zero in league play. The winner wins the district, which means you get the only automatic bid available. This 2A is kind of a funky bracket. Only the five district champions are guaranteed to get in. Everything else is determined via an at-large process, and no division can take more than two at-large bids. Um, So you're looking at Melba and Nampa Christian both safely in. The winner would get a top-five seed, which would be nice. Um, But the interesting story to me with District 3 at 2A is Marcy. Yeah. We talked we talked about this uh, a week ago about, man, Marcin, you know, they play Cole Valley Christian in their season finale, and then they have a bye for the final week. Well, Marcin comes out and thumps Cole Valley Christian, thumps them good. And that was enough to move. That coupled with the one team that was ahead of Marcin for the final and large playoff spot was Ryrie. So Marcin last week thumps Cole Valley pretty good. Ryrie barely beats a winless West Jefferson team in overtime, 12 to six, that narrow win against a inferior opponent coupled with Marcin's big win actually put Marcin ahead of Ryrie. So if the playoffs started today, Marcin would be in as the last team. Now here's the problem. Marcin has a bye. They can't do anything about it. Ryrie still plays North Fremont. Obviously a Ryrie win would put them back ahead of Marcin. But even, I think, a close loss to North Fremont, a good team, could also needle Ryrie back ahead of Marcin. So Marcin's got to hope for a North Fremont blowout. And I hope, you know, selfishly, I don't want to see a team three and four, Ryrie, get in over Marcin at five and three. That's not what anybody wants to see. No, I don't care. That's not. That's one area where this is a little funky, right? Where... I think Marsing, I think Marsing would give them a great game. I I don't know. Maybe Marsing wins that game. I think I think the the 
WIC is stronger than people expect. I still am I'm frustrated at North Fremont sitting there number two when Melba has beaten them this year. Um, and I know it's, it looks at everything, whatever. And I'm still tired of people voting North Fremont first in the media poll and not voting for Melba. I'm tired of Melba being down there. They beat them. They beat them on the field of play, right? Give me Melba, right? I think Melba is better than people are thinking. I think it's they're better than the computer is saying. And I think that translates down, right? Marsing played a heck of a close game with Melba a couple weeks ago. And I think Marsing could beat a lot of these people that sit above them. Let them play Firth. Let them play Wendell. Let them play Malad. I think they would be right there in those games with those teams. Yeah. Uh, and for Marcin, we we talked about the the turnaround that has been engineered by Coach Shea McClellan. Just look at some of the results this year. They did play Wendell. So you said, give me Wendell. They got their chance, and they only lost by eight, 22 to 14. Very close. And that game. was early in the season, right? Yes. And that was yeah, at Wendell. Get, yeah. And I just think that they they're not that far off from these teams. Yep, I, I agree. Marcing absolutely deserves to be in uh, into the playoffs, um, but we we will wait and see, unfortunately. Okay, 1AD1. Notice officially wrapped up the Western Idaho Conference title. They got a win last week. They're 3-0 and in league play. Even if they lose this week, nobody can catch them. Grayson Benitez had five rushing touchdowns in the victory for the Pirates. It is their fourth consecutive WIC title as well. So congratulations to coach Joe Woodland and the Pirates. The intriguing game, Logan, is Friday. Rimrock hosts Idaho City. Both teams are one and one in league play. Winner gets that second and final playoff bid. Yeah, and, and if we go back and talk about notice really quick, I like the, what they're doing this week. They're playing Valley. Um that's a team that's right on the cusp of the playoffs, a good team that's that's beaten good teams. I think that's a great thing to do right before state, right? You get to play a team that you could see or a, you would see a team of their caliber during the the state playoffs and it gives you a nice uh you know a, a nice lead in to the playoffs. Um you get a t- to play a team from that district 4 that's always really good. And and you get a nice little warm up, so I, I like that by them. But like you said, a uh, a play in game down in at Rimrock at Bruno, or I don't know where they play their games. Do they play them in Bruno? Um, but uh, you know, see who goes. I mean, I think you've got the most electric player right on the side for the Raiders, and and I think that that is always the X factor, right? And if you got a player like that, that he can make all the difference. So give me Rimrock there. Yeah, I like Rimrock in this matchup as well. Ronaldo Gomez uh, probably will go over a thousand yards passing and rushing. We talked about that a little bit last week. Idaho City, I just I I know literally nothing about the team. Um, we didn't. We reached out for our preseason preview. Didn't hear anything back. We have reached out to try and get just a roster throughout the season <laughs> haven't heard anything back i'm gonna i'm gonna put the bat signal out there one more time see if we can even just get a roster to tell you who's playing for idaho city no film on idaho city anywhere nothing reported to other media outlets about idaho city they are the big mystery we all we can do is look at scores and go okay uh, we think right i, I don't know it's fru- it's fru- honestly i'll be honest it's frustrating as as uh somebody who's trying to shine the spotlight on these kids from idaho city because they deserve to have their names mentioned and talked about a little bit yeah you know sometimes that happens and the only people that suffer are the actual the, the athletes that this is about but 
I digress. Um, we'll find out, right? And one of them's going to win, and one of them's going to be in a playoff game. And it's our goal to be at as many playoff games as possible. I was talking to Paul this morning. Last year, opening weekend, we did 22 playoff games. So if there is a possibility, if we can be there, we're going to do our best. So we might get the chance to see one of those two teams um, on opening weekend. We'll just see where the where the chips fall um, when the brackets come out. Yep, uh, we did. I think it was 22 of 29, I think, was the number. Uh, I could be off on the total yeah. number of games, but it was – it was a pretty good batting average last week for sure. Uh, and then uh, the long pin conference, 1AD2, Logan, this is easy. Uh, Council beats Garden Valley last week. They're the regular season champs. Garden Valley will play Tri-Valley on Friday. Winner gets second. Loser takes third. I don't want to – nobody – I don't want to get started on this, Brandon. This whole thing, it makes me mad. Um, Council is a very good team. Um the way the bracket is set up is unfavorable to it's not even unfavorable it is downright unfair it is not correct it is not right i hate it um i'll go on record if somebody wants to fire me then they can do it but um that team has been looked over all year long and i mean i was probably part of that they barely finally cracked the top 5 um they're, they have three losses, and I think people look at that and say, oh, they're not good. They lost to Kendrick, who everybody loses to. Kendrick would beat half the 2A teams out there with eight guys. They could play with 11. Kendrick will play with eight, and they'll still win. Um, they lost to Kamii, who is also a top-five team from the 1A Division One ranks. And then they lost to uh, Butte County, who is also a top-five team from that level. You know, Butte County's only loss is to Kendrick. That's it. Uh Kamii's only losses to Logos, who's number two in Division Two. So I, uh, those are their losses, right? They go and they absolutely decimate a very good Garden Valley team that had been number two or number three all year, uh, pretty much sitting at number three behind Camas County all year long, right? And they, 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 they beat them. It, it wasn't particularly close. They beat them down. They were in control of that game. Council was a big team, and the thing is, is they're a little, they're young. And they're going to be good for a couple of years. Owen Hatfield is only a, a sophomore. Uh, Zelensky was our player of the game. He's only a sophomore. Um, they're a very good team. And when you look at the bracket, they play a first-round game. They don't get a bye. Council does not. And their quarterfinal game will be on the road against Kendrick. They are. I've seen Camas County play this year. Um, I've seen Council, I've seen Garden Valley, I've seen uh, Kendrick, I've seen pretty much everybody in the top five in, in 1AD2. And I'm telling you, Council's probably the second best team. I think they're bigger than Camas County. I think they'd get it done against Camas County. I'd like to see it. Um, but guess what? We're not going to get to see it. We're not going to get to see that opportunity of who gets to play in the state championship game because Council has to play Kendrick in the quarterfinals. We could have one versus two or one versus three, whatever, in the quarterfinals, and it's just not fair. It's just not fair, and I know that everybody doesn't want to say that, especially from a millennial over here saying something's not fair. Um, but I tell you what, nobody paid for my house. Nobody pays for my cell phone. Nobody pays for any of my stuff. So um, I'm not that kind of complaining millennial. But this is not fair to those kids from council who I think have earned a spot to to play play for a chance to play. And I get it. You got to beat who's in front of you, right? And Kendrick is the best of the best. You got to go through Kendrick to win a state championship. But for for council to have to do it in the quarterfinals, there are going to be teams playing 
in the semifinals that council would beat by multiple scores. And that's where my, that's where my beef is, right? Is that in the next round council might beat three of the four teams that are standing. And that's, it's just not fair to council because they're a very good football team. And I like that council team. So I'll step off my soapbox here and everybody needs to start respecting council for what they are. They're a great football team. Um, yeah, sorry. No, get it out. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not fair. Yeah. It's just not. And and you know we've gone to these max preps, um, seated brackets, which are I, they're not perfect. And everybody can agree. I think we all can agree they're not perfect, but they're they're better than what what is going to happen at council. Yep, uh, council really a program that just has had bad luck last year. They got the home quarterfinal game against castle Ford. Remember they lost six, nothing in that absolute snowstorm. Um, garden Valley got to travel to Mullen St. Regis. Uh, you, you could argue an easier opponent than castle Ford, um, garden Valley, despite taking second last year, made it to the semis council did not, you could see the same thing happen again this year. I'm just saying just the way the bracket works out. And this is what I said on the air. I said, it's almost better to lose. It's almost better to not win. Like if you're looking ahead, nobody wants to say that. That's the, that's the thing that nobody wants to say, but is true that it's a little more beneficial to be second than it is to be first because of the route that you have to play. I think even third was even better because they're not even on the side with, I have to look at it. I don't, if you're second, I think Camus is not even in that you would play if everything went chalk you would play Camus in the semifinals. Um, or maybe it was a third. Any, anyway, Kendrick, or excuse me, Council, I think got a little bit gypped. Yep, they sure did. Um, but Coach Andy Glenn, I know, is going to say, let's do it. Let's- well, let's do it. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. I don't think anybody there is going to actually say that. And they don't want to say that. And they'll probably be upset if I do say if what I'm saying. And then nobody's paying me to say that. Nobody's anything mean i this is me this is logan green speaking um but i think some people are probably thinking it and they don't want to actually say it but that's what needs to be said um but they're they're going to come out tough and they're going to play their first round game and they're going to be ready to go and they're going to be ready for kendrick because like i said you got to go through them at some point you might as well get it out of the way early and then make your road to the championship easier right um and i'm sure that's the attitude that council will have they won't come into that game pouting and saying woe is me they're going to come out and say here's my chance to take them out and think about this the way the bracketing is predetermined and who gets home games and stuff let's say council does go to kendrick and wins they got to turn right back around and go to north idaho probably for the semis mullen st regis so i mean that's back-to-back trips to the north potentially as well just a weird bracket this year in the one it is it is it is and it's all just like it randomly shows up that way you know sometimes it just just the way it is i will say this is what the coaches all agreed upon you know the coaches make that decision do we want the predetermined do we want max preps and the one ad d2 coaches have said we we want to stick with the predetermined bracketing now maybe that'll change but we shall see yeah yeah i guess we'll see maybe that was a rant for nothing but (laughs) that's just my point of view as a not important quote media member that that uh I don't think they've been getting the credit they deserve this year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So we will see what shakes out. Uh, You can kind of scoreboard watch Friday night. 
you have your bracketology guide uh, at the ready. And then next week, Logan, actual football brackets will be here. We'll start actually breaking down the matchups. It should be a great time. But until then, thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley PrepCast, everybody. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy state soccer. Enjoy district volleyball. Enjoy the final week of high school football season. And we'll see you here next time on IdahoSports.com.